Go thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Okay, hey everybody. I want to welcome you to today's free for all Friday edition of Bible News Radio. As you know, every Friday we come here to have fun. And anyway, just so you know, I have a guest today that's going to change your life forever if you listen to her. Right? Because what we're going to talk about today is what to expect when you're rejected. Yeah, we are. That's what we're going to talk about. So in case you don't know who my guest is, she is a superhero. Well, kind of. <laughs> she she has a she had this purple cape a while back. I don't even know where, what happened to it, but I told her that she should wear it because you know, when you're a superhero, superheroes need capes. Yeah, they do. Anyway, before we get to Vicky Fitch, who you all know. Uh, what I want you to do, if you don't mind, is I want you to share this out. Don't mind if you don't mind, share this out on whatever platform you're on. If you're on Facebook, if you're on Twitter, if you're on Periscope, and if you're on YouTube, that would rock. In fact, you could rock that dream by sharing it out because you just could. So anyway, yeah. So. Needle pulling thread. <laughs> I was just trying to think of something. Okay, wait. This is Friday, people. Just so you know, it's Friday. This week I had my anniversary. I have a lot of stuff. Anyway, Rex, no feet. Thank you for coming in. I know you came in for Vicky. I know that's why you're here. And Jenny, thank you, or Jeannie, sorry. Thank you. And Vicky is in there in Periscope, so you should follow her if you're not following her already. Melanie is there. Diane and Mia, you're there. Thank you for coming in, everybody. Just so you know, we will not talk about homosexuality today. I know it's my audience's favorite topic. <laughs> but today, not no topic. That's not the topic. But we are going to talk about sales. We're going to talk about testimony. We're going to talk about leadership and rejection and how to deal with it and how to build your confidence because... My guest today is an expert at all of those things, and she's also writing 12 books uh, in a huge series that you're going to want to get because it's brilliant, and I'm not just saying that. She did not pay me to say it uh, because she she doesn't have to because I'm a fan, so you know. All right, so that three minutes is up. <laughs> hey, Rom. Thanks for coming in to see Vicki on my show on Bible News Radio. Glad you're here. All right, people. Okay, so it's Friday. You guys know that uh, I play pickleball like five times a week. <sighs> and and pickleball is like an illustration of like the game of life, okay? You guys know the game of life. If you're old like we are or Randall and me are, then you know that in the game of life you have like – those cars, and then you can put your kids in the back, you know, with no seatbelts. 
I don't know, maybe in the updated version they have that, but anyway, and it tells you what route in life to take. Do you want to go to college? Do you want to just graduate from high school and jump into a sales career? <laughs> what is it you want to do, huh? And pickleball is kind of the same way. So I show up today at pickleball and all my friends are there and most of them are way older than me, like by decades. Not, not all of them. There's actually a good contingency that are close to 50, which is I'm almost there. Yes. Can't wait to be 50. Anyway, so I show up. The first thing that happens when I get there today is that Phil, who loves me so much, comes up to me and he says, you know, you need to go over there, right down to the beginner court. You don't belong over here because you're not like a 3.5 player. And I said, well, according to the tournament, like rules when I was actually in a tournament, I'm actually 3.2, which actually was over a year ago. So I'm actually better than I was a year ago. So technically I probably am a 3.5, so I can stay here. He's like, well, no. And I said, well, you know, uh, I have a better idea. When you begin to pay my bill and my membership fee, then you can tell me where to go in these courts. <laughs> and he said, well, I'll have you know, just so you know, I'm a 3.0 player. <laughs> and I said, well, then why are you harassing me about this? Now, this is, this is Phil. You, you have to, in order to know Phil, you have to know Phil. Okay. Phil is, everybody knows Phil. Phil is that one person that everybody knows. You can hear him like in the building next door with the air conditioning blowing on your head because he's so loud, right? But I bring it up because he's a leader, right? And he has a tendency to be able to encourage you in some ways and just discourage you in other ways because like he'll tell me, well, I don't want to play with you. But when I'm playing another game and I make a super good shot, he's in the middle of another game. He's somehow watching how great I am making a super good shot. And he'll yell, he'll yell hey, great shot. But I, ha but I have to tell you, I actually felt a little bit rejected, you know, with the, with the commentary that he had. And then I'll bring up something else later that, that happened. And I came home, I told Randall and everything, and then we were talking to Vicki ahead of time, and, you know, we came up with the title, What to Expect uh, When You're Rejected. And, you know, I thought, this is perfect, because we all get in situations where we feel rejected, and if you're a leader and you're trying to, to motivate people, <laughs> hopefully your goal isn't to irritate and, and hurt the people below you, uh, like some people. Um, and, and anyway, so all that to say, I bring that up because I want Vicki to talk to us about how to deal with all of these things. She knows how to deal with things that trigger us, things that rip apart our confidence, things that build up our confidence, because she's actually gone through a heck of a lot in her life. If you've never heard her story, one of the things that has inspired me personally was how, uh, you know, many years ago she had an accident, fell down some stairs in front of lots of people, like thousands of people and ended up in a wheelchair eventually. And yet somehow her background as a direct sales expert, um, you know, she, she, she still remained top 10 internationally. So we're not talking like in the county of Chino where she lives. You know, we're not talking about the state that she remained top 10. We're talking about internationally. That's like the whole world people, just so you know. So I love this woman. Uh, she's been my mentor and coach and friend. And, uh, and, and anyway, she's now my guest again for the, I don't know what time, 
how many times this is, but you know, Vicki, welcome back to the show. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me, Stacy. And um, I'm really excited, uh, first of all, that we could use the ch- chapter of one of my books as the catalyst for tonight, the what to expect when you're rejected, because so many people, you know, get rejected. That title is so strong. I actually, you know, after the 12 books in 12 months, it actually may be an entire title on its own. But um, when you just said that he said to you that you don't belong, that is so you know, prevalent in everything today. And that's the reason I wrote a Victor Bully in your head is because people feel that, you know, somebody tells you you don't belong. And then, you know, I call those a bully birth, right? The bully birth is the day we actually believe something is true. Now, thank goodness you don't believe that. But, you know, you know, people don't recognize the power of their words and that they're, you know, they're dumping their, you know, their reality on you. And it's hilarious to find out he's actually a lower level. I started thinking the positive thinking he's saying you belong over there because he wants to play with you I'm pretty sure that was it he wanted to go out there on the court with you so anyway that's well well in reality though he's actually a better player than I am he's actually mm-hmm. a retired golf pro and um, he picked up pickleball after retired um, from you know from golfing um, mm-hmm. but he does not play well with others, <laughs> which actually, I'm not kidding. You know, he's, he's charming and everything, but, but everybody knows, knows him. Right. And I guess Grover's trying to get on Randall's lap, pardon all that noise anyway. Um, and so what I have to tell you is that that made me begin to think based on your book, your books, evict the bully in your head in particular, made me start thinking, wonder what it is that happened in his life that mm. would create that would make that, you know, type of behavior, you know, so right. prominent to where everybody knows about it. And, and most people go, oh, just, just let it roll off your back. Right. That insecurity. I think there's so many people that live with a bully, you know, whether the bully birth was created from parents, whether it was family, whether it was friends, situations, it doesn't matter. And then they carry that into adulthood and they have to cope somehow. So their coping mechanisms tend to be one of either deflection, you know, pushing it off on you, um, you know, the whole self-realization, hi, everybody, look at me, look what I got going on, look at what I own, look at what I do, you know, look at who I am, because they're trying to make themselves feel better. And so when society watches that and then starts to, to buck them, you know, then it just creates more chaos instead of that empathy, right? The compassion to go, Oh, I wonder what it is that he's struggling with, that it's so important for him to, you know, that he displays his insecurities, but he doesn't recognize that that's what he's doing. And it's just really sad. And then I think when we have more empathy, that it helps us to not feel, you know, that it's personal, you know, and it also helps other people to maybe start following our lead instead of his, you know, and start instead of the other people going, oh, yeah, it's just so and so, right? They're going, oh, yeah, you know, it's Stacey's, I wonder, I wonder what's challenging him today. I wonder what's troubling him today. And then they start following you as the leader and not the loud, insecure leader. There you go. Well, you know, it's interesting because I am one of the leaders there. So (laughs) that's not interesting at all to me. That doesn't surprise me because you have a positive outlook and you're an encourager. You try and motivate people and you try and deliver a message. And, you know, that's what leadership's about. Yeah. Well, very cool. I appreciate it. Appreciate your commentary. By the way, hi to everybody. I want to say hi to uh, Tommy. Pastor Tommy's in the house. One of these days, you're going to get a hug from me, just so you know. You are. You've been warned already. Uh, and Maria, hi. You're in there. Nice to see you. David, hello. 
And, of course, I saw some of our buddies over here, uh, John in Canada. Dr. John, thanks for coming in. Uh, Chrissy, Jeannie, Magnus over there in Sweden, thanks, thanks for coming in. I love Magnus because he stays up till almost midnight to watch us every day. <laughs> Carmen, thank you for coming in. Tracy, part of my team there with Legal Shield, thank you guys for coming in. Hey, you guys, um, you know one of the uh, one one of the things I want you to know about Vicky, aside from her story, is that she's awesome, and uh, she's got a great story. But I only shared some of it. So, Vicky, can you like for somebody who's never heard your story before, can you give it? Like, you know, not, you don't have to give your whole life story, but you know what I mean? Can you give the, like this much worth? Uh, the story, well, you were talking about my fall. Are you talking about the story of me being a wheelchair for three and a half years? Or are you talking about my story, my testimony or my entrepreneurial career? What, which part did you want me to share? Yes. Well, all of it, but <laughs> well, okay. Like I was talking to somebody before the show and they were expressing to me, that they are kind of, they're feeling stuck, right? And mm -hmm. part of the reason they feel stuck is because they're in a lot of pain, chronic pain. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, they're disabled um, mm -hmm. and they feel old, even though they're really not. They're way younger than me and you are, especially sure. me. And, um, and so I was telling them that you spent time in a wheelchair, in chronic yeah. pain, and you're still in a lot of pain, right? I mean, yeah, I, I, I am actually in pain most every day to, to a lesser degree than I used to be, but for sure, definitely that. So on those lines, um, yes, I was in a wheelchair for three and a half years. And as Stacy mentioned before, I, um, been in the direct sales industry for 20 years, top 10 sales and recruiting internationally for more than a decade. And, you know, taking a fall on stage like that is, uh, it was in front of 7,000 people, which is always fun, you know, taking a, you know, just, you know, I mean, just like the drama for any of you guys that are listening and not watching is that going all the way down a set of stairs, it's like, it's almost, you know, emblazoned in your mind because you can almost count the amount of thumps that went down. But recognizing that I didn't know that I had hurt myself. I ended up tearing the ligament in my hip, but I didn't know. And I was limping around for a long, long time. And finally, my back, uh, my the ligament uh, grew back wrong. And so it ended up torquing my spine. I ended up with seven bulging discs in my spine and three in my neck. And one day at church, it literally just locked up. And I stood there like a statue um, with tears rolling down my eyes. And, you know, that I'm six foot tall and a very tall friend saw me <laughs> because people don't tend to look up at people's faces. They just don't. And so unless someone tall is going by, they're not going to see me just standing there like a statue with with tears rolling down my face. But the point is, is that that started a whole journey and it was, it was very discouraging. And in the, in the beginning I was like, I'm getting out of here, you know, I'm moving and grooving. And I had this, you know, definitely I've got this mentality that I'm, you know, I'm going to get through this. But then as the time wore on and it, you know, it was months and then it turned into years, I started to get really discouraged and I was in terrible pain. Um, you know, some days I, I just, you know, in the mornings, I never felt suicidal, but in the mornings, I just, when my eyes would open, I'd go, oh, no, no. Like, I wanted to just go back to sleep because it was the only pain-free time I had. And so I remember watching a lot of television to try and distract myself uh, from the pain because reading wouldn't do it, you know, because you'd, you'd just kind of get lost in your pain. But I recognized that God used that time to help me become familiar with some things that were going on in the world that were outside of my normal things. Uh, 
because I ended up using it to teach, you know, children and release time Christian education in the school systems and all kinds of stuff. So, you know, whatever pain you're in, whatever struggle you're going through, um, one of the books in the series is called, there's profit, it's called profit in the pain. And, and that's the whole point is that we have to find the nuggets of stuff that we can use later. And we can't see them all at once. Sometimes they're like that, you know, gold nugget that, that doesn't look like it's gold and, you know, and, and we can utilize those. So just hold on and, and continue praying and, and recognizing that there is profit in the pain, whatever that is. Amen. 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 And you know what, that, and you know what, that's, that's the other thing. One of the things about you that I really appreciate is that you are somebody who, you know, a lot of people would go, well, you know what, I'm disabled now. I'm in a wheelchair. This sucks. And you know, my life is over. And then they would probably, you know, eat themselves into oblivion and give up. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But you, uh, are you're just not cut from that cloth. Uh, you're, <laughs> you are a fighter. Yeah, <laughs> if I've ever met one, it's you. Just kind of, kind of like me. I'm also a fighter. It's like not much is going to put me down. It might put me down for a little bit, but ultimately mm-hmm. I'm getting back up, you know. Yeah. Um, so how do you get into that mindset where, you know, you make that choice where, okay, look, you know, you're, you're either, you know, feeling rejected because mm-hmm. like I know you've shared before when you're in a wheelchair, like nobody would really even pay attention to you or they go right. well, or they what was that like for you being so tall and then coming down essentially to my height? It was, um, you know, it, it truly was a crazy kind of time because being six foot tall, you do tend to, you know, I always try and make eye contact with everybody around me. It's just something that I do. And so then all of a sudden, you know, being. Oh, that's not good. Nope. <laughs> oh, am I frozen? Well, nope, okay. You're back. Can you guys see? Okay, good. Yeah, you're back. Um, recognizing that people could see me, but they didn't see me. And it made me even more um, determined to continue making the eye contact that I always had because I never want people to feel that way. And I remember one time, and I think I shared this before, I was going to, you know, I am a little like, like very determined, right? So I'm going to the scrapbook retreat, I'm in a wheelchair and I'm have this rolling cart behind me and I'm trying to push myself up and it's a small incline, I have to tell you, but it doesn't matter. Push going uphill with a 40 pound bag in a wheelchair. So you've got your own weight too. And I'm push, you know, I'm, try, I'm barely moving a half inch at a time. I mean, it's really got to be a comedy, like a comical event that I could not believe that no one helped me. Then I lost my, my hold on the bag and I started rolling backwards. Now, granted, again, it was a small incline, but no one stopped it. And I remember again that, you know, this is where I could have broke down in tears just because you feel so helpless. And I remember just, you know, saying, okay, Lord, this is, this is yours. You're, you know, you're going to do whatever you're going to do here, whether someone's going to notice someone else is going to be helpful, or I am just going to learn a lesson. I pull, you know, I take a deep breath because there, I have to admit there was some tears welling up in my eyes, not because no one was helping me, but because I felt so helpless. And I really don't like that feeling. I'm sure many of you can recognize it. So I finally got up there and then I had to ask somebody if they would open the door for me. And it's kind of like, I thought to myself, why would someone in a wheelchair like me, I would be running, my boys would be running to a door to open it. But then I recognize people 
are, they're afraid. There's so many people in wheelchairs that are wicked and mean. Cause I open it all the time. And I go, I don't need your help. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, I know you don't. It just makes me feel good. You know? And so I know that it's their defense mechanism protecting them from the pain because I was there. And I remember how, I, I remember how difficult it was to have to rely on other people, which is different than choosing to rely on other people. That's a truth bomb right there. Yeah. It, really it is. is. And, it, and it's very vivid because I think a lot of people are very uncomfortable. They don't know what to say because it's a different situation. They're not in it. I, mm. I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. I've, I, I have gone to the National Religious Broadcasters Convention for uh, almost 14 years to do mm. interviews. And Johnny Erickson Tata, who heads up Johnny and Friends, you know, she's in, she's in a wheelchair and she is uh, very well known and she's been there forever. Um, and hers was the result of a, of a diving accident. And I've always wanted to interview her. And I've literally stood next to her <laughs> and everything. But for whatever reason in, inside me, I could not get the courage up to ask her for an interview. Because it was kind of like, you know, because I, I felt I felt I felt uncomfortable because mm. not that she did. I did. I felt uncomfortable, although I would probably now, I mean, that was years ago, but I would probably do it now. Um, So what is it about people that you think, because this is a really important issue, everybody. When we feel uncomfortable about something, there Mm -hmm. is something in our minds that tells us to feel that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I get all the time that I'm a confident person. And generally speaking, I am. But for the mm-hmm. most part, you know, it's people see that confidence in an area where I am confident. They don't sure. see it where I'm not. Sure. So how do we become confident in just just in who we are, Vicki, just in general, so that we can learn to take that into other areas so that when people do, you know, shoot arrows at us and try to reject us and, and all that, we can be the leaders and models to other people so that we can help them where they're not feeling confident. I don't know if that made sense, but there you go. Well, I think there's a, a couple things that you kind of blended in there. And, and you know, you the the thing in your head, right? We, it's the, the bully. I call it the bully, right? And we need to evict the bully. The bully is, you know, um, guilt and shame and fear. And there, there's just bullies come in all different shapes and sizes. And when we recognize that it's the bully telling us, oh, you know, because what they're telling us basically is we might get rejected. And that's why it ties in today's topic, right? Is that what to expect when you're rejected? You know, when we get rejected, we automatically withdraw, you know, we, we pull back and then we do one of two things. We either put up the barrier, right? The very tough barrier and we act like, everything's cool. And, you know, we totally plan that because it somehow negates those feelings of, uh, you know, discomfort, or we completely withdraw and just kind of run away. We don't, we don't typically um, turn, which is what I recommend people do and look for, you know, what happened? Like what's challenging these people? Why are people so frustrated and angry? And how can I, you know, I use that term a lot, the HCI, right? How can I look at this differently because most people aren't really trying to attack you. They're hurting so much inside. You just happen to be the target and you're like, hit the moving target. But if I can ask the right questions, sometimes I can help turn them around by just saying, oh, like, okay, so what's, what's going on here? Why is it that you're angry? Why is it that you're frustrated? And literally saying, you know, did I do something to offend you? 
It's one of the greatest questions in the world if you're prepared for the answer. And that's where the what to expect when you're rejected. When you ask that kind of question, again, you're you're creating a vulnerability in them. And so they're either going to, you know, lash out, right, try and put the wall up or withdraw, except some people, which is what we're trying to do, let the guard down. And they go, you know what? I'm so sorry. I had a really bad day. My dog died. My boyfriend broke up with me. My father's ill. It doesn't matter what it is. But once we can get people to let their guard down and recognize that we're not asking a question to tack judgment on to whatever they're feeling, whatever the bully in their head is and, you know, is pushing on them, that then people can learn to be kind and gracious too. And that, that's, I think, what, where the world is challenged right now, because nobody's teaching that. Nobody's teaching graciousness and asking questions with a with a legitimate and honest desire to know the truth you know what mm-hmm. is something going on so I don't know if that exactly answered your question but I think confidence comes from there is that you know I call confidence the headspace hero and you know he's he's the captain of the headspace heroes and he also has cor- corporal courage as his cohort in crime right and so those two when they get together they can protect us from so many things because we don't need the barrier. We just need to trust in who we are. And I, of course, that comes from Jesus Christ for me. And that's what I try and help other people to understand as well. Amen. So corporal courage is... Mm-hmm. is Captain confidence and corporal courage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now I have to, I have to just, we're going to turn this conversation just for a minute, but I have to, I have to read a couple of comments that came in here. Let me see here. Uh, so I, cause I don't want to ignore the, what's coming in. Of course. Of so course. Bill, say hi to your dad who I call old geezer and I totally love him and, and thank him again. If he's still watching, thank you for signing up for ID shield with me. Hi. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Bill did and his wife did too. And Chrissy, uh, said go good for you. Good for you, Vicki. Uh, very caring and loving perspective. Carmen said, wow, that's powerful. Uh, very caring and loving person. Okay. I think that's a, that's a bot. Yes. Hello. Good question. Just wanted to ask if I may, can get you guests on Periscope quick buzz. Um, you know, you can contact Vicki at vickifitch.com and request that interview, or actually you could contact me and I could set it up for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Magnus, who is in Sweden, says self-confidence weak. We are stepping back rather than forward. Strong, we advance. Comfortable. Amen. Uh, so Amen. so that is really, really good. Uh, and there you go. Carmen put in corporal courage, captain confidence. Yeah. So one of the things about you, Vicki, that I love is that you you have a love for children, a genuine Amen. love for children. Yeah. And I do, too. Um I always have, and you'd never know it, but I do. <laughs> Actually, you would, because especially at Iwana, you would definitely see it for sure. But um, you have a love for kids, and I know that you've spent a lot of time working with children and everything, and your creative uh, juices, like when you say Captain Courage, was it Confidence? No, Captain Confidence and Corporal Courage. Cur- yeah, okay. <laughs> Those. How, how, see, I instantly see superheroes dressed in costumes, wearing Definitely. purple capes and, you know, big C and all that. Uh, how did you come up with, with these names? I mean, did, what are your influence besides VeggieTales? I know VeggieTales has influenced you on some level, but I don't know. What else? I, 
I don't even know. VeggieTales are huge. I love VeggieTales, but um, I don't, I can honestly say it's just the Lord because I start out writing, as you know, I write anywhere from two to 5,000 words a day in this 12 books, 12 months project. And I'm always amazed. Even when I start out with an outline of where I'm going to go, it never goes there. Like God just takes over and I just, I'm like, I love it. I feel like somebody else is writing them that's just coming through my fingers. And, and then they just, the, the ideas get clearer. And I had shared a few things with you the other day that I'm not going to say here yet because I need to get some, you know, I need to get a couple of things legally dialed in before I announce it. Cause I don't want anybody stealing this idea. They, you know, I've had somebody steal an idea before from a live live stream. And so, but there, I, I want to help kids. And that's why I started, you know, the URNF campaign uh, globally. I'm working on that as the books come out to recognize that you are enough just the way you are. And that kids, if we can prevent bully births when they are children, you know, then we will have less adults going around with the automatic, you know, putting up the walls or attacking people instead of, you know, assuming the best about them. And so if we can start when they're young, we can help grow a world of people that are less angry and frustrated and, and feel more confident in who they are as people without feeling like they have to take over other people, um, in order to be confident, you know, we don't have to take over other people. So it's, it helps adults, it helps children. And I am speaking in schools all around the world to, to try and, you know, again, spread that mission and the message. Cause I think it's so important. I do too. And you know, everybody, Hey, <clears throat> you might be going, wow, that's amazing. Vicki, you're awesome. <laughs> you know, but I have, to, I have to say you guys, because she has told me stuff and I'm honored to know this stuff. When you read, first of all, her 12 books series, right? She, you've heard about them, but Direct Selling 101 is off the charts awesome, okay? And I say this as somebody, number one, with a college education through master's level, so I understand writing. Number two, as somebody who's interviewed thousands of authors in the last 14 years, okay? Vicki is a naturally gifted uh, author. And I mean that. And Direct Selling 101, you need to get it, especially if you're in direct sales. But even if you're not, that book will definitely help you with confidence and creativity. Evict uh, the Bully in Your Head uh, uses a lot of what I would refer to as cognitive behavioral principles, but it's there's such, there's, there's, there's a story. And right. if you get to the story, it actually ties back into selling. And then all the other books, which I can't wait to read, it's it's all it's like a series right it's it kind of reminds me i don't know how many of you guys are familiar with hind's feet on high places love that that was like a 12 book series or something or no seven book series something like that and you know it builds on one another and so here's the thing vicky has a vision <laughs> it's a big vision. big vision it is but <laughs> but honestly uh you know, it's awesome. It's a totally cool vision. That's what makes you so cool because you're crazy enough to actually put it out there and then go for it. Who cares? I mean, you know, I'm thinking, well, you know, some people are like, well, you're out of your mind. Well, maybe so, but you know what? Watch <laughs> you do it. You know, that's the thing. Crazy people have changed the world. And I'm not saying you're crazy. You know what I mean? But I, it's all right. I'll take it. I'm zany. I'm a bit zany. And I totally love that is that, you know, when you believe, when you really believe the Bible, that all things are possible through, you know, God, then, then the sky is the limit. And I really do believe that. And like I said, I'm, I'm 
amazed because I have this plan. Like if you guys know me at all, I'm like an Uber planner, right? I structure things out and I plan them. But even this, the way I was going to write the books or the order I was going to write them in, God's changed it because he'll just put it on my heart. This way, this is the one we're on. And I, I've learned now. I just say, yes, Lord. Yeah. Okay. And then here I am 40,000 words in going, oh my gosh, this is so different than what I was, where I was going. <laughs> and I love it. It's 10 times better than the, the idea, but I've taken like in, in the one I'm working on right now, it's called you're broke, not broken. And it's a story of encouragement to try and help people recognize that just because you're going through financial hardships doesn't mean there's something wrong with you and that you can't do something. Somebody asked me the other day because we were in the middle of this conversation and I had to preface it because there are certain people in the world that are prone to believe the negative part versus the positive right now. I'm, I look for the positive, but I recognize other people do that. So when I inserted into this conversation about the book, I had to say that this is a book, you know, encouraging people who are struggling because someone will take it as you're broken, you piece of trash. I mean, you're, you're broke, not broken, get busy, you know, and it's not like that, but it's about, you know, remind Dramatic pause. It's okay. She's <laughs> then you're not the equivalent of your bank account, right? Right. So anyway, that's that's kind of the whole point. Am um, I good now or not? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Okay. And you know what? That actually leads me to another question, which actually ties into um, a question that I actually um, wrote down before the show, which I have now opened up my notepad for. I thought I kept it open. Okay, yeah, there it is. Okay, and that actually ties into, okay, so people become broke for numerous reasons, right? Sure. And mm -hmm. I think it was you that said somebody, I don't know if it was Terry or husband, I forgot, that we're all, we're all at different levels of broke, right? Mm -hmm. I know, yeah. I know, I know a millionaire who, mm -hmm. uh, quote, is broke. <laughs> mm -hmm. He's, you know, he's got lots of stuff, lots of toys, etc. but he's broke, right? You know, everybody yeah. is this. And so, you know, this, you know, people can file bankruptcy for numerous reasons, for medical reasons, mm -hmm. sure. you know, natural disaster, whatever, you know, it, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. Our value, especially as believers, isn't in our bank account anyway, right? Right. So exactly. when somebody, uh, you know, attacks you mm -hmm. for doing a business, as an example, and, and I'd like to bring this up because of the, the that, uh, that guy mm -hmm. and then that video that you shared. You, you recently shared this video that Bernie Sanders did with this woman who was homeless in her car working at Amazon. And it was clearly mm -hmm. hit piece on Amazon and... Mm -hmm and stuff where that woman was clearly acting like a victim. Well, you owe me, blah, blah. Versus mm -hmm. this other guy who stood on the corner and said, mm -hmm. here's my resume. Will you take it? And he got like 200 and something job offers right. <laughs> when he was homeless, you know, but somebody had to come and say, well, you know, why'd you try it? Why'd you do that job? How come you started your own company? Don't you know that most companies fail within the first five years? I mean, if you're not a millionaire, mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. you know, mm -hmm. you can have all that going on in your head. You know, how do you deal with people, first of all, uh, who attack you for what company you're in or mm -hmm. what you did and you quote so-called failed at, mm -hmm. uh, and you end up in a situation like that? I know that's way kind of messed up, well, but I, I think there's a lot of questions in there, but I think I can easily kind of blend them together. The first thing is, you know, when we're talking, since the topic of course is, you know, what to expect when you're rejected, if you do file bankruptcy or you do find yourself in a financial strait, 
your automatic feeling is, or your fear is that you're going to be rejected uh, by other people, that there's going to be this shame involved. And, you know, shame is, I always say is one of the worst bullies because it permeates who you are. And it's very difficult to purge yourself when you feel ashamed. And so we have to start to learn that again, remember who we are is much more important than what other people think. If you made a mistake and then you end up filed bankruptcy, just get better. Like move back. I mean, we all screw up. And so, and, and maybe I don't care if you're 70 years old and it happens to you now, you get to grow up starting now. I always say start today, move forward and then slowly move back. Try and fix whatever you've got going on right now and then slowly move back. It's all you can do and you need to hold your head up high and work at it. So it's the same thing, you know, when we go into other types of rejection, you know, in direct sales, a lot of people in the book, Direct Selling 101, I talk about, um, you know, getting your family on board the new business bus because if you need your family support first because or you don't actually need it you want it we, we want it because it's much easier to deal with but then we have all these outside influences these naysayers that are going to pick apart our dreams like a vulture like oh it's a pyramid scheme oh you can't make any money at that oh you know it's usually people that are so afraid of going out there on their own that they want to destroy you so they don't have to feel bad about themselves. And again, the thing is, is that, well, okay, you know, you know, my story, when I started, I, you know, quit a, a six figure job and, you know, started a business when I was young, I had just bought a house at 19 years old and I started a business at 20 and everybody's telling me I'm crazy. It's like, okay, well, it's okay for you to think I'm crazy. And you know what? If it doesn't work, that's your fear, not mine. But if it doesn't, I'm going to survive. You know, we can just strut out with Gloria Gaynor and start screaming, I will survive. Because guess what? We will survive. It is not the, you know, it's not the end of us. You know, if we're broke, we're not broken. And so we have to, what we expect when people reject us is to receive it, receive what they say. We don't, I mean, like hear it, like let it roll off, not receive it and absorb it. Right. It's like, Oh, I mean, when people say something to me, I would be like, Oh, I'm so sorry for you. Like, do you have a dream? And they'll use like, Oh, I already made all my dreams come true. Well, then you need to dream bigger, right? Because we need next. There's got to always be something next. And if they're stuck in that, say, well, thank you so much for supporting mine. I really appreciate it. Because you don't have to fight with people to get your point across. Sometimes a little bit of, you know, and it doesn't necessarily even need to be sarcasm, but sometimes just saying, being honest and saying, you know, well, thank you for supporting mine. And, you know, as as a goal to get them to turn that around, you know, like if they're saying, oh, well, you're never going to make it. Or, you know, I remember somebody saying one time, you know, oh, you're when I was starting in the direct sales industry. Oh, you're just hawking your wares. I was like, really? You know, I guess I think that as a as a privilege, you know, I worked at Anaheim Stadium and the hawkers were, I thought, very convenient because I didn't want to always get up and go get a hot dog. So I, that's the way I started to think about it and saying, well, gosh, I, you know, I'm so glad that I can serve you in that kind of capacity because I have a product and service that somebody wants worldwide. Somebody wants what I got and it's my job to deliver it. And if you don't want it, then, oh my gosh, one of the quotes I used in the book was Joel Olstein, who said, if you don't have something positive to say, at least keep your mouth shut. And I was like, boom, that's exactly it. So did that help? Did that answer your question? Yeah, it did. Because, you know, like going back to the beginning of the discussion, uh, how I opened up the show talking about pickleball today and that person mm -hmm. that I mentioned, uh, the, 
on, he knows me on Facebook too. And mm-hmm. so he sees me promoting Legal Shield and ID uh-huh. Shield and, and pretty much said to me, I can't believe you're hawking that crap. <laughs> So, well, here's a great thing. Maybe your your listeners would find this helpful, Stacey, because they're all going to get stuck in situations like that. So we can role play really quick and say, what, what, what are, I'm sorry, may I ask what you mean by crap? Like, I get that that's just a reference you're using, but what did you mean? Like, just tell me what you think he'd say. It doesn't matter. Oh, I, have no idea. I know what he would say. He's well, okay. all, all those things, all those identity theft protection places are just, you know, if somebody's going to get your identity, they're going to get it anyway. So nobody needs it. I completely agree. As a matter of fact, it happened to my son. And so when they do get your identity, the neat part is that somebody else can take care of it. Because guess what? It turns into a legal battle. My son had to take time off work. Somebody used his ID to get car repairs done. And he was like, you know, I didn't do it. That I don't even have that car. I don't live there. And so all of a sudden now it's a legal issue and a stress issue. And his, you know, his credit was, was you know, kind of st- thrashed. But the point is, is that when you have legal shield and when we have protection, (laughs) when we know about, when we don't know that there's protection available, then of course, right. We don't know what we don't know, but when we know it, uh, if we knew there was going to be an earthquake, we'd probably get earthquake insurance, right? We know there's identity theft. I mean, last week alone, I just saw the report. There were seven breaches last week. So um, I, it's going to happen, whether it happens to you or not, we're not sure, but it is going to happen. So I think getting that really inexpensive insurance is something that's really beneficial to me. Can you imagine how, what a struggle that would be for you with that? Do you think that would challenge you at all? If, if that happened and all of a sudden you lost maybe your home or you lost something because your credit was shot or you couldn't afford a surgery because somebody said you had outstanding debts and your life was on the line. I don't know. I think, I think maybe it's, it's got a lot of merit. What do you think? Well, his response is all those lawyers are frauds and they're nobodies and they can't get another type of job, which is why they're part of legal shield in the first place, which is nothing but a big fat pyramid scheme. Do you, Oh, you know what? That is so sad that you feel that way. First of all, pyramid schemes. I can tell you from direct selling 101 <laughs> when I was 18, I actually was involved in one. This is definitely not that. But second of all, do you understand that 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 company actually pays, you know, the, the one here in California, Parker Stanberry actually does, I think it's the Lakers. And I mean, they do huge people, right? We pay them $1.6 million a month as a retainer just here in California. So I probably wouldn't consider those like dropout lawyers. I think that those are pretty top notch. And, you know, but you could always try because I got to tell you for the minimal investment a month, I've already used mine 40 times. I mean, literally. So I I found a lot of value. And the point is, if, you know, if your will's not done, you could get it for one month and get your will done. At least keep your family safe. You might want to give it a try. Yeah, he would come back with more smart alecky things. Exactly. But, but you don't but, have, but when you just stay positive, the other people that are listening to his gibberish, he's looking worse and you're looking great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, and what I did tell him, see, that's excellent. When I told him, I said, well, you know, it's interesting because, you know, the average lawyer, at least with Legal Shield in my firm, has been there 19 years. And mm-hmm. also, I should tell you that they have a great perks program, which I've already saved over $400 on myself, which has paid for like five months of my membership already. He didn't say anything after that. It was like... And, you know, in the real world, what we want to know, Stacey, is what, because I I mean, honestly, what I would probably say to him, did you have a really bad experience with an attorney? 
at one point. Like yeah. I would try and have a private conversation because usually there's some story behind it where they got taken advantage of by someone in a field or something happened that they don't know how to express. And so they just dump, right? I, I call it the dump truck, right? They back the dump truck up, dump all their problems on you. And then they walk off while you're trying to unbury yourself. But the point is, is that we have to remember that rejection is going to come that when we receive it and just kind of flow, let it flow over us and don't take any of it personally, then we don't hold on any baggage. When we take it personally and we withdraw and we feel like then we've let them win because what they're trying to do is discourage our dreams because they don't have the courage to go out and pursue their own. That's, and it's super sad. It is sad. Well, and he came back with, well, I have three attorneys of my own. And I said to him, I said, really? Do you pay them $25 like I mm-hmm. do mine? <laughs> right. Uh, well, yeah, that's the benefit. So again, just recognizing that that whatever your value is and whatever your product or service is, find, um, you know, find ways, find out what the things they're going to, what objections they're going to come up with and come up with, you know, be prepared to hear what they have to say and feel sympathy for them. Because I mean, let's face it, if he gets, you know, if he has a a predicament, he's either going to spend a lot more money than he has to, or he's not going to know how to deal with it. And, and that's a bummer. And so I feel like it's my obligation to share my products and services, you know, telling, telling people about direct selling 101, it's more than direct sales. I don't feel like I'm hawking a book. I mean, it, it will change your life. It will absolutely start making differences in your life if you read it. And especially if you read the entire series, I promise you'll be changed. And, but if you don't want to, that's, you can say, oh, you just want to sell a book. Not really. I mean, I'd love for you to buy it, but I really want to change the world. That's my mission. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know what? And what we just did actually helped a lot of people. And in, in the chat room over on Periscope, in fact, Tracy, who I'm so proud of, she actually is uh, a Legal Shield representative. She made her first sale last night. And yay, Tracy! I know. It was so cool. And uh, and she saved over $300 with perks because of she lived because of uh, the, the hotel benefits and stuff, I think it was. Uh, Carmen said that negativity block comes from a history of hurt and, and you're right. It, it really does, you know, cause there's people that see the half, the cup half. Okay. There's three empty. types of people. Some people see it half empty. Some people see it half full. And then there's people that actually are just thankful that they have a cup right now. I'm that person. Give me that cup, man. I don't care if it's half empty, half full of overflow and just, I got a cup. Super excited about that because then I can put water in it <laughs> and drink it. All right, I had to take a break here uh, to thank our sponsor, Ariel Ministries. You guys uh, here have uh, Wendy um, Kim says she loves what listening to role playing. Yeah, you know what? That's what good coaching is, and Vicky's actually very good at that. So, uh, but uh, Ariel Ministries has been you know sponsoring our show now for for um, almost two years and. Uh, you guys, every month they give us a free Bible study. This month it's called uh, Why is God Saving Gentiles Today? You can go over to our website, BibleNewsRadio.com, hit the resources page, download that uh, right there. Just hit download. And by the way, those of you who um, liked our show yesterday about the marketing of homosexuality, I am going to be putting those presentations that I'm doing into a PDF format. and we'll be, we'll, You'll be able to download, download those as well. Don't forget also, you can also get Messiah, Yeshua, Divine Redeemer, uh, the Bible study, the Come and See study, which is one of the best ones out there. 
and also uh, Messiah, uh, Yeshua, life of the Messiah. Because you guys know I'm Jewish, right? So the <laughs> life of the Messiah from Messianic Jewish Perspective series, uh, you can get the abridged edition or all four and use the coupon code Bible News and save 20% when you do that. And by the way, I should say, if you guys know a pastor that needs this stuff in particular, or a Bible teacher, or somebody who just really wants to grow, give them that coupon code. Give them Bible News. Just say, hey, did you know this is the only place Ariel Ministries gives a discount? It is. It's the only place you get a discount with Ariel is here on our show. Uh, They're awesome people, um, and uh, they deserve our support because they have really, really blessed us. And um, if you like that, then please support them. The other thing I want to tell you about is well legal shield those of you guys who know uh you know i'm gonna i'm an associate with legal shield um and we offer really good legal insurance that's what it is it's insurance uh and it's only 25 bucks a month essentially covers your whole family and um also id shield i i I share with you guys all of these stories about identity theft Um, In fact, yesterday I read a story, and this this blew me away. I read it, and I laughed out loud when I read it. The city of Nashville was trying to take care of victims of identity theft, and they breached those victims on their website. I mean, it was the irony of all ironies. Um, You know, I... It's like a firehouse burning down. It's mean, <laughs> just like what? Uh, but here's the thing. You know what their solution to that problem was? To provide free identity theft protection for a year to those people that they breached. Okay? So if identity theft protection services are, are, are crap, like my friend said, as an example, why would the city then use it as a reward to try to fix the problem that they created? Yeah, or that they, they were they trying just, to help. <laughs> they just published the security, social security numbers of 500 some people that were... No, it was, fi- was 5,400. 5,400? Okay. Yes, it was 5,400 people that had their identities stolen. They actually went and published their, their social security numbers. As part of a court document, but it was publicly available on the web. For four days, it was open. <laughs> I know, right? That was awful. Anyway, anyway... Uh, it is my passion, believe it or not, and believe me, there's no one more surprised than me <laughs> to actually, you know, to, to sell it to you and tell you about it. You know, Carmen, she, she could tell you, I did a whole hour presentation with her the other day and, um, you know, aside from the service being awesome, the perks are great. You know, I signed up a couple, a friend of mine in California, a couple, they signed up for a whole year of legal shield and identity theft. They left, left. LifeLock. And uh, when I was going through the perks with them behind the scenes, the restaurant perks, just at restaurant.com, you can get a $25 gift certificate for seven bucks to your favorite restaurant. They're, they lived in California. I was going through the list and my friend said, oh my gosh, that Japanese restaurant? I go there all the time. Do you know how much money I could save on that? I'm like, uh, yeah, because I'm telling you this. <laughs> and, uh, and depending on who you have as a phone carrier, some if you're with Verizon as an example, you can save up to 8% on your bill, which will actually pay for your identity theft protection. It actually cancels it out. 
So, I mean, there's just so much to it. So if you're interested in that, just contact me after the show and we can get you signed up. Okay. And actually Vicki can tell you more because her husband is my upline, just so you know. Do you want to say anything? Well, I think, you know, I don't want anybody to get the wrong impression here because I want, I mean, Stacy giggles a lot sometimes when she talks, but this is actually a, a serious thing. You need the protection. And, and again, it's really important. When I watched my son, I have an older son, my stepson, Jason, go through this. It's terrible. So protect yourself. You know, this is the legal shield is the way I found out about when the app catch.me was here and we were doing our live streaming. I was the one that actually read the information and sent it to my attorney. And he was like, well, just so you know, by checking that box, you're giving up your intellectual property, you know, and he's and and what he said was um, the expression that he used was, well, they can't take it exactly outright. But he said, do you know what Mona Lisa with a, with a mustache is? They can take your intellectual property, tweak it just a little and make it their own. That's what you're signing off. So if you're an entrepreneur, you have to protect yourself. And the fact that you guys are in social media, the ID Shield actually protects your social media account. So yep. I think that, you know, that's that Stacy representing this is really incredible. We need more people to understand what their rights are because we're getting taken advantage of. I mean, you know, I always on my show, ask, you know, put a one in the chat box if you've ever been taken advantage of maybe by a vendor, maybe by somebody that's a client. There's a lot of people taking advantage. And if we don't know what our rights are, you know, legal shit, you don't have any. You don't. You have to know what your rights are. And so. For such a nominal fee, you're protected. And so, again, I don't believe it's in any, the only thing that it is, is it's a friend sharing information with you just because she can benefit from it has nothing to do with the fact that you need it. You know, right. in the book, I actually talk about this, Stacy, and you know that, that women, especially in direct sales, will tell if we have the new facial cream that we love, it makes our skin glow. We're like telling everybody, but the minute that we can sell it, we're like, Oh, well, why don't you just try trial a sample? And then we just backpedal so quick that people can't even catch up with us when we need to, we need to share our products confidently. People get to make their own decisions, but I, I think that it is something that every business and every person, you know, needs to what, protect, protect themselves. Uh, well, I agree. What do you think is the block though for a lot of people? Like, cause, cause I know like with the, like Legal Shield, one of the, the tools we have is the one minute questionnaire. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's a survey and it asks basic questions. It goes basically through the services of Legal Shield. Do you have this, 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 blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And at the very end, if they say yes, pretty much that they're a candidate, right? And, and I've had everybody say yes, except one person. And I went back to them and I said, you actually said no to this. Why did you say no? She goes, what do you mean? I said, you told me that you didn't want to save money on legal services with this question. Oh, that must have been a mistake. I said, okay. Mm -hmm. Um the because the cost is so affordable, even though we've explained why it's so affordable, and I've kind of started equating it to you know, you go to 24 hour fitness, you pay for a $500 a year membership, and most people go once every other month, you know, when they get their gym membership, they don't utilize it. With Legal Shield, it's way more affordable. People buy car insurance or health insurance or homeowner's insurance. They pay way more than that. They don't use it for the same thing. A lot of people get AAA. They don't use it. But there's there's a block with a lot of people like, well, this is almost too good to be true. And I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah, so how do you overcome that? Because it really isn't too good to be true. It actually is true. 
Well, I don't think it's necessarily even that it's too good to be true. I think that there's not been enough representation from Legal Shield, you know, representatives that are are telling people what the benefits really are. I think that they backpedal so much that, you know, people feel this, they, they feel uncomfortable. Anytime someone is getting a benefit of something, if they haven't learned how to be confident in delivering the message, they backpedal. It happens no matter what we're doing. And that's why, you know, in direct selling 101, we talk about that specifically, but we also talk about those people who aren't in sales. You're still selling yourself to the police officer that you're a responsible citizen and didn't mean to speed or, or whatever it is that happened. You're selling yourself to the PTA that you're a competent parent or to the doctor that, you know, you understand your kid. You're constantly selling. We just need to understand the psychology of why we do what we do and why we get nervous. We get nervous whenever there's something in it for us. If you weren't a Legal Shield representative, you would have no problem and you wouldn't giggle at all when you're delivering the message because there's no, there's that vulnerability, right? Our vulnerability comes when we can profit or we can benefit from it. And I always say, well, take a look at whatever it is that you're doing. You know, would your friends rather pay a perfect stranger the money that they're going to get, or would they rather bless you and your family and your ability to earn an income? So, you know, recognizing that you're delivering a valuable service to people and you're delivering valuable information is where you need to hold you hold secure and it takes time to develop that confidence and that's why I'm doing starting that that the training next month I'm doing a series of free training in September um, to help people get over this because we need to understand that the products and services we have are valuable if your product and service isn't right for me it doesn't mean it's still not valuable to someone you need to own who you are and be confident in the products and services you sell. That's just that's just it. And that is where the trouble is. Now, if you're talking about other people, why they hesitate, there's, you know, that can be a whole different conversation. Yeah. Well, that's actually what I was talking about. Okay. So they might get fearful because they're nobody gets to call an attorney, like you said, for you know, twenty dollars a month, and they are afraid of some of the things that other people have said. That that's why you have objections, right? And you have to overcome those objections in advance and saying, you know, we pay like we pay Parker Sanbury one point six million dollars a month. We're actually their largest client. So you get top priority when you're put in there because you are what you are the major client. Now you get that power of influence because you're part of a group. Like we always say tribes make our businesses and make us better people. It's the same thing when you're dealing with, you know, grouping resources together. So it's sharing the mission and the message so people understand you know, why it was put together in the first place. And if you share the story of Har uh, Harlan Stone Cipher, then, then they're like, oh, I get it. So that's, yeah. that would be my point. I always do. I always do. So how do we find out about her free training? Kim Wendy wants to know. Oh, hey, Kim. Good to see you, sweetie. Um, I am going to be posting that. I'll start announcing it on Monday. Uh, we All we have to do is get the little link together for you guys so we can uh, send you the information, but it's going to start in September. Right now, it's on Thursdays. I'm waiting to figure out from Terry if that day is going to work because I'm also, um, if you're on his Legal Shield team, I'm doing an extra 30-minute uh, private training for them at the same times uh, right beforehand. So I will let you guys know uh, starting on Monday. I'll start announcing it, and I'll have a link and stuff for you guys. So if you're following me already, you should get an email. But um, if you're watching my broadcast on any of the social media channels, you'll find out about it as well. Yeah. 
And believe it or not, our show is almost up, but we usually go a little bit longer on Friday. Uh, so what I want you to do is I want you, Vicki, to share with people where they can get your books at because, this, you know, because seriously, everybody, and I'm not kidding you, uh, these are anointed, gifted books. And I do not use those terms very often, just so you know. You, if you watch me, you know that, okay? So I want you to invest in, in Vicki's books because they will definitely help you. If you read them, you got to read them. <laughs> you got to read the books. Yes. Read them. Uh, I, we don't have that anointing yet where you put it next to your head <laughs> and all the information flows in. But <laughs> oh. So where can they so get them? They, um, well, I would love for you guys, if you found any value in what I had to say today, or if you already know me, I'd love for you guys to go to vickifitch.com slash 5k and join what we call the Fitch 5000. You'll actually get your name in the back of the book. There's a whole section on the Fitch 5000 and they, we have a little Facebook group as well, where you guys, as a matter of fact, I'm posting the pictures today. You guys get to vote on what picture you think I should put inside the book. Uh, there's the old look and the new look, and I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say. Um, but you can also go to my website, VickiFitch.com, and, you know, check things out. Although I have to admit, I'm, this, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I, have, I redid the videos for that website a long time ago, and I still haven't put them up. And I keep forgetting until I go to my own website and go, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe that's what I used to look like when I lived, like when I would do a video. So if you want a sneak peek of how horrible uh, I did before <laughs> versus how I do now, go check it out now because I, I think on Monday those will be gone. But uh, anyway, please check it out. Join the journey. You know, get on the email list. I'd love to help you guys. Yeah, you really should definitely get on the email list. And that reminds me too, that if you guys want to get on my email list, you can do that at BibleNewsRadio.com. If you want to start receiving uh, text messages from me, then text the term Bible News. I made that up. It's pretty clever, huh? To 33222. There's two threes, three twos. I know it's confusing. 33222. I think Bareface is going to put that up on the thingy, on the the screen. Yeah. Is it? Okay. Yeah. There it is right there. <laughs> Uh, and what else? Oh, and also if you want to be a pillar of our community, please donate over to, uh, at our website, BibleNewsRadio.com. You guys can sign up to be a pillar. I will send you something special as a thank you for that. And you will continue to bless us as we bless you, especially as we continue next week, we're going to continue to go ahead and do our series, the marketing of homosexuality to America. I am getting so much awesome feedback on this. You guys, this is a well needed message and if you didn't see yesterday it's coming right from this book this is the book the two homosexual activists wrote about this topic they have jacked the price of this book on amazon some some people even said a thousand bucks for this book now because they don't want the message in here out so you guys pray for me on that as well as i put this together because it's emotional and um some people don't like it all right um, and then also, if you want to donate to our cause to go to the Prophecy Watchers Conference in Oklahoma, when you donate to us, just say, hey, put this towards your trip in October. And when we're there, we will be live streaming. We will be talking to all of the speakers and bringing back those interviews and airing them here on our show. And it's going to be super awesome because a lot is happening in the end times. In fact, before the show, me and Vicki were talking about the Illuminati and what her thoughts were. <laughs> And uh, (laughs) 
we decided we would we would share that for another show unless Vicky wants to weigh in right now cuz just Oh, I think I'll I think that would take us a little too long to have a conversation about. I think we better stick with sales, recruiting, uh, you know, uh, a bully in your head, confidence, captain confidence and corporal courage. Uh, okay. We can do that. All right. Any other questions from our audience? You guys have been really good and been very awesome today, as always. I'm trying to see if there's any questions over there that on Facebook. Uh, and let's see. Carmen says, great show. I left with so much pearls of wisdom. Well, I guarantee you, Carmen, once you're on our team here, you're going to get way more. And you're going to read her book, too. You're going to love it. Let's see here. Uh, okay. I'll just see here if there's any more comments or questions. Is there any, um, I think we have, Stacey said we had a couple of minutes. Is there, you guys said role-playing was really helpful. Is there another role-playing exercise that you guys are struggling with, whether in business or personal, dealing with family members? Because again, dealing with people with empathy is not really common. You know, it's just, we're not, we're more reactionary and maybe I could help in some way to, you know, address those things. <laughs> well, Bill wants to know if you basically believe in the Illuminati conspiracy or not, just the yes or no would be a good answer. <laughs> oh, not so much, Bill. Not so much. I mean, I think there's some things. Yes, that's why I said it's not really a yes or no answer, but certainly not the way I don't believe in it the way it's been delivered uh, via the media. Do I believe that there's some some people doing some things to trick things? Yes, I do. But not the same. <laughs> hi, Annie. Nice to see you. Annie said hi to you, Vicki. Hi, Annie. I don't know where she's at, Facebook or here. Oh, thank you, Kim. I'm super excited about that. I appreciate that. Kim, you will love it. You will oh, love the book. And you can order any of the books, you guys, at vickifitch.com slash 5K. There are links there. I know the website needs to be updated with the right covers and stuff. And again, I was sick for three months, if you guys didn't know that. So we got a little behind. But you can order all of them, any of them that you want, um, or the whole series. Uh, you can order them all they're available today. And so as I get done, you get what I call the author's edition, which includes all my notes and, and that kind of stuff. And then you get the actual version as soon as it's published by the publisher, uh, as well as some extra free gifts. So anyway. Okay. And I did get one other question before the show. Bill asked this question. He wants to know if you met Jesus face to face and what, and what, and we're entitled to ask him any question, what would it be? Did I fulfill my mission? Like, because I think I know what my mission is. I think I really believe like right now with writing these books, I've watched my whole life and how he's, you know, kind of, um, he's shut doors and opened doors and kind of, uh, you know, wiggled me into a certain place. And I wanted, I, I would want to, I guess I'd want that confirmation, even though I still have, I have it in my heart that it is, but I would want to know, like, maybe did I miss, did I miss a piece? Did I miss somewhere? But, um, not that that would be, uh, super helpful, but that's one of the things that I would want to know. Very good. Good question. Good answer. All Thank right. You. Any other questions? We got like two or three minutes. Bareface, do you have any questions for Vicki? Nope. Okay. It's like dead silence. Everybody's like, they, I call it fat thumb syndrome, right? They're like, yes, I have a question, but I can't tell you I have a question. I'm trying to type it right now. Okay, so Ryan said he's starting a new bar job on Monday. I have zero experience and feel anxious. Any advice? 
a bar, like uh, working as a bartender or a server. Is that what you mean? Uh, that's what I would expect. That's what I would assume. Um, it may surprise you guys. I actually worked as a cocktail waitress. <gasps> I was, I know, no, I kidding. did. I was actually only, <laughs> I was, I was only eighteen at the time. And yes, I know that wasn't legal either. And things were different back then. But um, the first thing I would say is just have a great attitude because you're going to make some mistakes. And um, if you're bartending, I would check out some of the newest, you know, trendiest things. I would also ask them what cocktails they sell the, you know, the most of. If you are server, um, like I said, just work on your attitude and recognize that you're going to have some mistakes and just try and smile and be kind to people. If that wasn't the question, let me know and I'll be happy to answer another one. But the anxiety comes from us, uh, from an expectation that we don't want to mess up no, you are going to mess up. It's just, it's going to happen and see, and just, you know, there's profit in the pain, figure out how, whatever happens that, that you're struggling with, how can you turn it into a blessing? Whether it's a blog post to encourage other people, a live stream, a book, you know, it doesn't matter, but there's profit in the pain. And if you hold on to that, that will help you. Yeah. I had a, I had a, a client one time when I was uh, counseling and she struggled with what people thought about her. Mm. And so one day we went to Starbucks to um, help her with this, with this fear. And mm. because she was always like, I don't know, everybody's looking at me and all this other stuff. So we, I took her to Starbucks across the street from my office, walked in. I'll never forget this. Walked in, we went up to the thing, we ordered our coffee or whatever it was. We went, we sat and nobody knew I was her therapist. And we were talking, we were working through her issue. Uh, so she says to me, I don't know what happened. You know, I know that that guy thought that I was whatever. And she listed all this stuff. And I said, well, hold on just a minute. Why don't we go up and ask him what he was thinking when he took our order? Mm -hmm. And so she said, okay, you do the talking. <laughs> I said, no problem. So went up to the thing. I said, excuse me, can I ask you a question? He's like, yeah. I said, a few minutes ago, we came up here. We took your order or you took our order, and we're just curious, what were you thinking? We're kind of doing some research. And, and he said, well, it's my first day on the job, and I was really concerned about getting the orders right. And all I could think about was, you know, writing the name right on the cup and all this other stuff. I said, okay, that's all I needed to know. And that's what I would say. I would say uh, they're not probably even going to think about you, which sounds horrible. It's not meant to be. But that's how we all are, right? <laughs> we all live in our bubbles. And and so if you're just yourself and relax, I think it'll be all right. Right? Just be you. Expect, you know, what to expect when you're rejected. If you have a mistake, just know that it's going to happen. It's okay. It's not really rejecting you. It's people dealing with their own personal issues. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. That's it. All right. Thank you. I'm glad that was a good story for you. Yeah, it was. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to publish it in a book secretly under an assumed name, just so you know. I'm kidding, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. I hope you have a good weekend. Randall will be doing Weekends in the Word. I don't know what day, but sometime this weekend. Do you know, Randall, when you will? Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday. Bareface will that's be in the Word. That's why it's uh, Weekends in the Word and approximately 7 30 p.m on both days 7 30 p.m central yes and we will send out a text message to you if you're on our text messaging list to get it that's why i did that because sometimes we go on impromptu impromptu that's not a word what's the word i'm looking for impromptu or uh that's not the right word 
Sometimes we go on when we're not expecting it. Um, unexpected, sporadics, um, spontaneous. Spontaneous, um, that's not right. Well, whatever. Anyway, I think you know my point. Uh, Sometimes we go on when we're not expecting it and you don't know. And so you want to know. So te- let me text you and say, hey, you, just click the link over here. We're going on in five minutes. Like what Vicky does live in five. By the way, are you on tonight? Oh, whoops. You went here. I thought yeah, Pacific. <laughs> so you are on tonight? Yes, okay. I am. Well, am no. I here? You're you're here. No, but they didn't hear. Oh, they didn't hear what? They didn't hear most stuff. That just in the last thing, because Vicky will be on tonight, six p.m. Pacific. Right? They yeah. got that. Yes. Oh, no sound. That's what Kim's saying. Right. Yeah, we know. It, it's it's that whole spontaneous thing that uh, you were talking about earlier. Because oh, they missed the whole impromptu discussion. <laughs> No, not the whole thing. Just, just <laughs> only part w- of it. Only when, only when. Um, let's see. Uh, put you and I together. Okay. Only when Stacy asked if you were going to go on tonight. Gotcha. Because okay. anyway, I was I was setting up for the end with gotcha. all my clicks and audio routing and stuff like that. And then she asked you this question. Oh, you're done. And so I brought you back on camera, but didn't have the sound with you. So anyway. By the way, no thank problem. Annie, thank you for saying you like my blouse. I really appreciate it. it. It's one of these ones I got sent through this box that I get sent to me that sends me fun clothes that I have no idea I would ever buy on my own. They picked it out for me. It's not my style, but I thought I'd wear it anyway. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> thank you for, for noticing. All right, everybody. Remember, be bold. That's right. Stand up and go with God because he loves you. And always remember to dream it, believe it, and achieve it. Because... You can do that. With God, all things are possible. Okay, we'll see you Monday.